from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all. To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Katana Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. <laughs> and this is a character creation. Storytelling, <laughs> world building podcast where every week we just, we, we settle in. We let the, we feel, we feel the vibes of the room. We settle in. Yeah. We share some stories. We take a listener prompt. We spin it up real good. You know, mm-hmm. like if you remember the movie Ghost. Yep. With the pottery scene. Yeah. We sit and we sculpt it. Which one is which one of us is Patrick Swayze and which one of us is I we're don't actually, remember. We're actually both Patrick Swayze and it gets <laughs> real weird. The listener is the listener. Uh, who's the in listener? That movie? Is sort of the Whoopi Goldberg of the yeah, is sort of the, yeah. the Whoopi Goldberg role. Yeah. So feel my hands on that pottery <laughs> as he's spinning on the wheel. It's because those are also Jeff's. Those are also yep. Those are also my hands. With both Christ. of our hands at once. A character's going to come to life. Yep. It's going to be a great... They're going to come to life, but then they're going to be killed, and then they're going to go on a whole quest for revenge. Yeah. And then, and then we're going to have, like, you know, there's going to be a little romance, but then at the end it's going to be like, I think it's right, I'm ready to pass on the next world. I've never seen Ghost. I just I, know the pottery scene. I've seen, like, maybe five minutes of Ghost in little Ooh. clips. I know there's a scene <laughs> where, like, shadow demons drag a ghost to what? hell. What? That is no way true. I'm pretty it, sure that's drag me to hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, drag me to hell does litter. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. No, no, no. Don't no, no, spoil it. But I have a pretty good feeling someone is dragged <laughs> to hell in that movie. You would, you'd be surprised how literally that happened. <laughs> Is that the end? Is, no, is I can't she say. I can't Emily? say. Which one is that? Rachel McAdams? I don't. Rachel, it's not Rachel McAdams. I don't remember no. who it is in Drag Me to. Hey, listeners, if you remember the 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 actress from Drag Me to Hell, don't at me. You can at me at Aaron because I'm lonely. <laughs> at Aaron, let him know who is the actress from Drag Me to Hell. No spoilers though. Don't reveal at which point which character is literally dragged to hell. But know that a character is literally is dragged to hell. It was in the trailer, and that's why I'm always like, God, somebody's dragged to hell, <laughs> and it's clearly not that important because it was in the fucking trailer. Hey everyone, if you have never seen Drag Me to Hell, or you don't know what we're talking about. You're probably a lot younger than us. All my fantasy children is a Drag Me to Hell rewatch podcast where every week we ever <laughs> watch the same movie every week. We watch one watch- minute of the movie Drag Me to Hell. And we talk about it. We sort of, re- sort of deconstruct it one minute at a time. I would actually listen to that podcast. I don't even know why I'm joking yeah, about no, that. If if we okay, this is our new podcast premise. Jeff is kind of genius. We watch the same fucking movie every week, and you slowly listen to us deteriorate as we're <laughs> so we're like, okay, episode eighty six. I can recite the entire movie now, and it's fucking drag. <laughs> Aaron, do we have a prop this week? Is that a thing that we still do on this podcast ever? Oh, shit. I forgot to ever look one up. I was... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just no. need... so you're saying that the answer is no? No, we kind of don't. Do you think we should keep, keep going with that? It's we're, we're, We've already locked in, Aaron. Okay. I mean, we don't need one. Well, we've gotten... We've, I mean, we've gotten so many prompts that are just like, you know... Make a character, use a game, straightforward, that I think we can always kind of fall back on that. So I think it's fine. Yeah, so, okay. So the idea for the prompt this week is I would love to create a spooky, haunted, like, mansion or haunted house using Treehouse Dreams. Okay. Now, my first question for you is, it's Halloween. Welcome to October. It's not Halloween. It's October 8th right now. But welcome to October, Spookums. And we have always had a close relationship with... We have always had a close relationship. This is Count Dracula. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was working in the lab late one night when my chiropractor called, and it was quite a fright. I don't know the lyrics to Monster Mash either. I know all of the lyrics to Monster Mash and most of the lyrics to Monster's Holiday, which is Bobby Boris Pickett's sequel song in which the monsters try to rob Santa at Christmas. You're fucking joking. I'm not, Aaron. It literally starts out with, like, jingle bells playing, and then it's like, ding, 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 
Twas the night before Christmas, <laughs> and all through the castle, the monsters were playing in their holiday hassle. This is a real thing that I need you to know exists in the world that is really extremely close to my heart. Okay. So, side note, Bobby Boris Pickett also wrote a version of the Monster Mash about climate change. For fuck's sake, my god. This individual is very passionate about the Monster Mash. <laughs> Holy shit. And you know what? Fuck it. With this one hit, with this one trick pony in where we're talking about, Jeff, can we figure out what the ruins of Gord Manor look like? Yeah, for sure. So guys, we're going to talk this week about the Gord Manor. It has since emptied but the spookiness of Gord Manor, a mansion how that once Sam Gord lived in, in the town of Perithergild, and all spooky fucked up shit happened in it. Let's talk about what it looks like now. Let's do it. So can you describe to me what Treehouse Dreams is, for those who haven't listened to Evelyn Skyline? Treehouse Dreams is an imagination game by Graypawn in which we are going to uh, collectively build a treehouse. It is a game about making up an amazing treehouse. It's about getting to know the person playing the game with you. We imagine it. We, it, it's basically the perfect place for us, or in this case, like the characters that we have created to live. It is what we want it to be. How it is going to work is we are going to take turns flipping cards from a 52 deck of, a 52 card deck of cards. Uh, each card has a question on it. Each card, we're going to answer that question. We're going to describe a room of the house. We're going, it's going to be a room or a prominent feature or something like that that is going to help kind of direct our story and inform the place that we are sort of inhabiting. You know, it's going to be fun because now we get to take every answer and kind of twist it into spooky. Okay. Uh, We start by arranging the, by uh, shuffling the deck of cards, putting it in the middle of the table. Uh, As you have the deck of cards in front of you, uh, you are going to flip the cards. I'm going to read the prompts and then we're going to talk over the answer collectively. Hell yeah. Why don't you flip our first card and we'll answer the question. I got the... Fucking Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. That's the Ace of Spades. But like, no, that's a terrifying omen, isn't it? It is now. I mean, it actually is in the game, a terrifying omen. Uh, So when an ace is drawn, it's time to tell a story. This is actually a really good place to start, honestly. Um, That's awesome. Uh, It is about telling a story about blank. And Spades is telling a story about your fears. A story about what you fear the most. Something inexplicable that terrifies you, a courageous moment, something about frightening someone you know, or about something stressful or daunting in your past that you overcame. Jesus Christ! It's about telling a story about fears, and that's basically, like, the perfect place to start for this exact this exact prompt and this exact story that we want to tell. This feels like the right place to start, honestly. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the story of Sam Gord, if, for those who have forgotten... Sam Gord was a young boy built, born into a life of luxury, and, you know, he's like a royal family of the mayor mm-hmm. of Pyrethra Guild. He was killed by his own jack-o'-lantern creation that his co- father, his father is kind of an evil asshole. Yeah. Sort of colonized Pyrethra Guild and sort of like yeah. moved in, was sort of very aristocratic, had been cheating in the annual pumpkin contest, which was how they had been determining their mayor took over the town, had ruled it for a hundred years. Sam was the first person to lose that competition to uh, Chad Butternut. Fuck Chad Butternut. Fuck Chad Butternut. And, you know, had become lost, became aimless, eventually out of spite, decided to, like, strike back, especially when a giant uh, locust appeared and started demanding massive amounts of food in tribute. Sam Gord became the campaign manager of Madame Mysteria, who opposed the Locust and would eventually go on to fight and kill the Locust, disappearing in the process. Sam Gord was killed by a pumpkin that he had summoned that came to life named Pumpkin Jay. Pumpkin Jay became a political assassin and was finally turned back on Sam Gord when he was the campaign manager to Madame Mysteria. That's a lot. Welcome to all my fantasy children. Um, yes, it's a lot. So now... I, I want to ask you, is Archibald Gord, Sam Gord's father, is he dead? Probably. Yes. I'm comfortable so we'll saying say yes. Probab- yeah. Comfortable saying yes. And the house is in ruins, right? Yes. So it's like yeah. on the in the edge of a certain neighborhood of Pyrethra Gill. Like you walk past this epic pumpkin patch. There's a large gate with, pum- you know, pumpkins are everything to this family. And, well, that's not even their real name. Ooh, I forgot about that. But it's pumpkin themed. It is a giant pumpkin. Don't forget, Gord Manor. Mm-hmm. 
Because, God, we said that, didn't we? We did say that it was a giant, it was a pumpkin. It was a fake pumpkin. It's a fake fake pumpkin, but they wanted them to believe it's real. Yeah, it's a fake pumpkin that it looks like a giant pumpkin house. And inside of it are like, what, a hundred rooms? You know, it's gigantic. So, are we going just taking the tour or is someone taking the tour? Do we want to decide that later? We can kind of decide that later. So, the Ace of Spades, we tell a story about what scares us. Yeah. Um, do you have one locked and loaded? Because mine is quick. Mm. Is it something like a story that about something you are afraid of or something that has once terrified you? Uh, it can be about, uh, it kind of can be about anything related to that. It can be about a, uh, something that you fear or some a moment that terrified you, a moment you were courageous, something that like a time you frightened someone else or about something stressful that you overcame. You can take it in whichever direction you want to take it. All right. I am terrified of the dark. Okay. Um, I, I do not like, I can't sleep in a pitch black room. Uh, I don't like, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night. So when you wake up in the middle of the night and like you're in a pitch black room, like I freak the fuck out. So I need like a little light. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I need a little light. Um, someone there is being, is helpful. Like I just, I don't like being alone in like a basement that's, that's dark. Fair. I used to, I grew up in a house that had like a really terrifying dark basement well it's scary to me it was like a laundry room but it was like a big basement that wasn't furnished or anything and it was dark and i would be horrified to go down there to get something and i still now like think about going down those stairs and being like oh my god and like you know that feeling where you run run into a dark room and run the fuck back out Mm -hmm. that is still something that i will do at 31 years old so what i'm hearing is that this is a house that is supernaturally dark Even light that comes in. Well, I don't think light. I don't think it like extinguishes light that comes in. Like I think if there's a beam of light through a window, like it lands. Yeah, but it doesn't land where it's supposed to. Mm. So like the light curves and bends, and so different part like parts of the room that shouldn't be lit are kind of illuminated by natural light, and then like also there's huge sections of it that are dark, despite the fact that you're looking straight at a window and you should be like in light right now. I fuck with this. So it's terrifying. So is this house going to become every fear of ours come to life? Uh, at least right now, the two things, right? Well, because of the car we drew, we'll oh, talk yeah, about some Ace fear. Spades. Okay. So do so you know it, what actually uh, legitimately scares the bejesus out of me? Like, I have a, a legitimate irrational phobia of? No. Escalators. Whoa. I am not joking. I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I have nothing. I have no reason for this to be a thing. Is it the chewing aspect, like the fact that they could chew you up? I don't really know. I just, when I get on an escalator, like, I have to distract myself and, like, close my eyes and just be, like, hyper-focused on where my feet are. Yeah. And, like, I just get, like, the movement of it just fucks with my head and I get super anxious and uncomfortable and I will try to take the stairs if there's the option of stairs or escalators. Like, for example, story time is... We've talked before about the Burlington Center in Burlington, yes, New Jersey, which absolutely. is sadly closed now. Um, there were escalators in the middle of the mall. Oh, yeah. And there were stairs on the far end. Yes, yes, there were. And the stairs were near no no stores that, like, you wanted to go to. What? Wait, you didn't want to go to the Payless or that incredible church bookstore? No, I, 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 I surprisingly <laughs> did not. Okay. I would opt to go to those stairs every time because I'm like, I don't want to take the escalator. I get, I get, he- I get hecked up on an escalator. And so I would walk out of my way across the entire mall, go down these winding stairs, say hi to the elephant, and then walk all the way back to wherever I was going rather than just take the stairs because I don't like them. This is perfect for Gord Manor because Gord Manor is steampunk-tastic. So this means that, like, there are no stairs in the house. There may not even be, like, if you need to get from room to room, it may be an automated walkway. I, I think I'd like to add, like, the supernatural detail that, like, you move with, that. it's ju- it's not even like there's devices or, mot- or, like, walkways. It's just you kind of are moving without realizing it. Okay. Like, you so, look around and suddenly you're in a different space and you're like, how did I move 100 feet? Why do I feel like I am moving even when I'm standing still? Okay, that gives me the idea that it's some kind of like steampunk clockwork house. Mm-hmm. 
like gears always turning like it pretty much would if you were to peel away the jack-o'-lantern it would look like the inside of like a grandfather clock i'm into that so it's some sort of like gritty wild wild west clockwork house trick house is it like a trick house i think so where you said like because what you said was every like you know you'll just be a different place like a hundred feet so i think it might be like you open the door to what you think is the kitchen. The kitchen flips upside down and suddenly it's a living space. Mm-hmm. So like all the kitchen stuff is on the ceiling and all the couches are on the floor now. But if you were to leave the room and come back in, it might be the kitchen yeah. or it might be a, like a different room. I like that. And why is it that way? Is it a security measure from back in the day? I think this is I think that's the haunting of it is that like the house oh. is constantly changing and shifting just because it's haunt. It's it's supernaturally turbulent yeah Ooh, i like that the term supernaturally turbulent is very good spiritually turbulent is the phrase that i want to use because i have a story about that okay uh i had a haunted dresser in college what side actually let me tell the whole story in college (laughs) i had this uh my hobby was collecting haunted objects Jeez. because i was working on a theory to see if i could turn a house into a haunted house by filling it with small, like, if the ha- house was not haunted, but I had filled it with haunted objects, I could create a haunted house. Yeah, I mean, technically, that is, you kind of just described a haunted house. If you bring enough dead people haunted, if you bring enough haunted things into a place, it will become haunted by association. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I never got enough haunted objects to make this happen. But this whole thing started because my roommates were driving on the side of the road and they found, like, a dresser and it was, like, free, but haunted spiritually turbulent okay that's very good so i think spiritual the whole house is spiritually turbulent and why is that did archibald gord collect spiritually turbulent things uh i i want to add that detail yes but i also just think like sam gord died here a lot of people died here in like an epic battle with like a pumpkin assassin and like rebel and like rebel rioters like, a horrible thing happened here. Mm. And that is just in the air. Okay. Because it has never been, because it has just been left to, like, left up as basically a reminder of the thing that happened. So that kind of energy just sort of, like, hung in the air forever. But also, I also want to add the idea that on top of this, there's our, we already are in a haunted place. But this fucking asshole was just like, I want this. I'm taking it. Look at look at all these look at all these like horrible things that I have. This is great. Okay. So it is one, it is literally haunted by like the spirits of the dead. And two, it's just full of haunted shit and like spooky, yeah. creepy stuff because Archibald Gord is just an asshole. Because he was an eccentric rich person. Yeah, I think he, that makes complete sense. I think he did the thing that I wanted to do. And granted, <laughs> I will acknowledge that I also that like as I as I insult Archibald Gord, I also insult nineteen year old Jeff, who sucked real bad. Hey, it's okay. Well, we're, I'm better now. I'm thirty one and great. Yeah, I am thirty one and great. It's important to say that it's important to acknowledge if you sucked, you sucked. Yeah, but um, so I think he did what I I was aiming to do, and just collected this like massive collection of like. Oh, well, this belonged to, well, this belonged to my grandfather. He was murdered by his oldest and bitterest enemy in a duel. Done. Sold. And he just takes it. Damn. And, like, hangs it on the wall. Yeah. <clears throat> hangs that dueling pistol above the fireplace. And people are like, what is, why do you have this dueling pistol? I don't know. That had a cool story. It sounded like it could have been haunted. God, he's such a piece of human shit. <laughs> you want to flip another card? Yeah, flip flip me a card. All right. Two of spades. Two of spades. The flag. What does the flag look like? What images are on it? What are the meanings behind the colors? Mm, Can we talk about the Gord family crest? Yeah. Because it's fabricated. Because as we learned in episode one, his name is Bright. Samuel Archibald Bright Tower is the real name of this family. So there's the Bright Towers, but then they keep Archibald Gord created the name Gord to sound more halfling. Mm Mm-hmm. He's one, he's an asshole. That's terrible. And two, what does it look like and what does it mean? Obviously, it is a pumpkin. There's a pumpkin right in the front. There's a pumpkin and there's two swords behind it. Okay. Like a sword and a spear behind it in an X in an X pattern, almost like a pirate, like a Jolly Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sort of imply like, yes, I am I am a I am here, I am raising pumpkins, I am doing this, but don't cross me. Mm, I will, okay. I will destroy you. 
So their their family seal, the Gord seal, already brings a feel of hostility mm-hmm. and, like, conflict. And it's fucking everywhere. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, this is my family crest. And it's, lit, it's on every goblet. It's on the couch. It's on a throw pillow, a blanket. It's like, I've been watching a lot of Veep. So I laugh at how much uh, Air Force One... Like, whenever they're on it, everything says Air Force One on it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a joke in the last episode I saw. So I'm thinking that, like, everything has fucking Gord family's crest on it. And he did this intentionally to be like, Haha, yes, the symbol is a jack-o'-lantern. But you should learn. He wanted to kind of create and associate a fear with the oh, jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. It's definitely, like, an intimidating element of, like, hey, look, I'm just, I'm, I'm raising pumpkins just like you. But seriously, do not cross me. I think there's something really fucked up and dark about that. We're taking like this fun image of the te- the city of Purethra Guild's annual pumpkin festival and with it creating a tool for fear, like making it turning, contorting that into an image of fear. So I think the colors are what, like black and orange, mm-hmm. of course. And like the spear is probably the spear and the sword are the most detailed image on it. Like they really pop on this crest. And it's something that has just, I don't know, really twisted and shaped the image of, like, the friendly jack-o'-lantern into, like, no, 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 easy, careful where you draw that, because that'll mean that you're fucking Archibald Cord. hmm Damn. And so I think, like, the supernatural, making this supernatural is, like, looking at this crest because of because of what happened to the Gord family, because of their bloody demise, and because of the, the bloody demise of this place... When you, like, look at that, that symbol for too long, you just feel like, you just feel like you have to smash something. There's Ooh. just that, like, that, like, you know, you're, you start getting that sort of tension when, you, when you're about to feel like you're about to punch something. Yeah. You get that, like, tension right between your shoulder blades and you're just kind of, like, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, like, crack your neck. Like, your neck starts to tighten up and you just have to, like god deal with that there's just that it just stresses you out and with that being said we said it's everywhere so no matter where you go you're just filled with stress in this dark place trick house oh my god okay that's terrible next card is a four of hearts a four of hearts the bathtub (laughs) uh there's a bath or shower that you that you can use to clean up does it have plumbing or is it rustic what soaps or shampoos are in here? What's, okay. What's what's in what is what are the what do the bathrooms look like in this haunted place? Both like what did they look like in the like before and what do they yes. look like now and how are they like weird and haunted? Okay. Hmm. So at my job, I have a really like weirdly fashionable designed restaurant. It's like not designed for function; it's designed for fashion. So mm-hmm. it's obnoxious as fuck. There's no mirror in the bathroom. There's just a black slab of, like, slightly reflective stone. So, like, when you look at yourself, it's this weird, because it's like a bowl shape, so it, like, kind of contorts you. And I think that is the, that is something that's always been in the house. Like, Sam Gord grew up without mirrors in his bathrooms. Oh, so much of the house is laid with, like, that black marble. Yes. And it, like, when you look into it, it kind of contorts your face and, like... Is there something magical about it? Like, what does it make you see? Is it your best self or does it exemplify like, you know, because I'm trying to think of like something fucked up that Archibald Gord would do. I think it's just, I think there was Uh, nothing. It's really annoying. It's nothing. Yeah, there was annoying before and now it kind of like further, like the longer you look at it, the more it distorts. So when you look at yourself, when I say like he does something fucked up to like your view image of yourself. You're like in a different setting. Like you look into this black glass and when you see yourself, you'd be like on the battlefield at Butternut Manor. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck, I I didn't think I'd be here. And your clothes are like that of, you know, mysterious, you know, group of rebels. And you're somewhere you're somewhere where you didn't you never wanted to be somewhere that like you know, a part of history, like you would be on the battlefield for the Carrion King, or you'd just be like on the streets of, uh, the streets of Dragon. You're like, what the fuck? Oh my God. I, I didn't, what? I just wanted to use the bathroom. And like, yeah, you're someone else. You're like not, that. and you're stepping into the shoes of someone else. I like that a lot. And every fucking bathroom mirror has this. 
And so every time you step into this one trick room bathroom, where like you were just in that bathroom and the tub was on the right, the sink was on the left, the toilet straight out in front of you, you step into a room where you walk in this time, and there's a slab of black marble staring back at you. And suddenly you're in a cave and crystals are gleaming up at you and there's like a giant spider web over your shoulder and you look and it's just the bathroom door and you're like mm-hmm. fuck me oh my god why and it's just for like a split second and then it's just back to being a mirror and i think he got that at one of his like fantasy estate sales archibald yep, yep. right they're like if you gaze into this black marble glass it transports you into the life of another person an adventurer a common folk person like you know i gotta have these in all my bathrooms <laughs> for fuck's sake this mm-hmm. is terrible yeah that sounds good i like that Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's really good. And like, and I, I like the idea that because I'd mentioned that like that black marble is all over the place. So I like that the idea that like it's most prominent in these bathroom mirrors. But he had just used a bunch of this marble to like inlay countertops and stuff. So there's all so you never quite know when you're gonna look at a surface and see for a split second some version of you in another place in another time and start to lose track of like when, where, and who you are. Damn. That okay, I gotta say, Jeff, that's real fucking good. Mm-hmm. All right, I got the eight of hearts next. The eight of hearts, locks and keys. There are two boxes here, one filled with keys and one with locks. Uh, if you can think of something you trust another person with here in the treehouse, tell them, tell them the key, open it once the game is over. Okay, I have an so, idea, but yeah. no, 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 you sounded like you had something. No, no, go ahead. So in typical fashion, because I keep thinking of growing up in this house, like I keep thinking about Samuel Gord. Mm-hmm. And something that I always like in stories, you know, is like the locked attic or the locked basement. Sam Gord grows up in this spooky, terrifying, like just shit house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, you know, he's got a normal childhood. No, he doesn't. Okay. And so I think a cool thing is when there's a house in a horror movie that it's there's locks on a lot of doors. And he's like, you can't go in there. You can't go in there. That don't ever go in the basement. Don't ever go in the attic. The and he he has this strong image of growing up with these gigantic locks dangling from certain doors, and he's always wondered what's on the other side until he's an adult, and he's like, I kind of don't want to know what was on the other side mm-hmm. of those. And so I think that they have have they stayed on or have people no. cut them? Like have people broken in and broken into these rooms? Um, I think the story that I want to tell you is someone does that. Somebody absolutely, like, in the sort of riots and the the fall of Gord Manor, somebody takes wire cutters and just smashes open one of these locks, throws open a door, and because this is the moment when it's sort of going from not from haunted, from house to haunted house, like, they they, they tear open the lock, they throw open the door, they walk inside thinking that this is going to be an attic full of treasure, and it's a broom closet. And they're like, wait, huh? And then they turn back and they try the door and it's locked, it's locked, it's locked. And they finally like throw it open and they fall out of like the second story window. Oh my God. And they don't like, they don't like seriously hurt. They break their arm. Yeah. And they're just like, no, not going back. And so it's just like those doors just, you know, you you walk through, you know, the doors that are locked specifically. Yeah. Will not be the same door twice. I fuck with that because it is the trick house. And as like a security measure, I think like if you were to go into. So there is a laboratory in this house where Pumpkin J was made. Mm -hmm. And I think like the door to that is in plain sight with this big lock. And it doesn't matter because if you go in it, it's never going to be the result you probably want. So you would have to probably go into this house like this one door like 500 times and bank on the fact that, like, one out of 500 times, I'm going to get the lab. Mm-hmm. Every other time, I'm, like, transported to the fighting pits, where, mm-hmm. like, I have to fight a chimera. Yep. And, you know, another time, I'm just in the kitchen. You're like, fuck, I want to get to the Gord Laboratory. Okay, I like this. That the, I like that a lot. That there are, this, these, there are doors all over the place, and they're meant to mislead invaders and intruders, but also to keep I think Archibald did try to keep Sam Gord out of certain places as a kid, mm-hmm. just so, like, you know, he had to keep him growing up loyal, so, like, he would indeed be the farmer, be the leader after Archibald Gord was done. Yeah, I like that a lot. The other detail that I want to add, going back to Sam Gord's life. Yeah. And taking a cue from a movie called Star Wars. Okay, I've never heard of it. Um... I like the idea that we're talking about locks and keys, and and the prompt here specifically talks about, like, 
handing some like think handing someone a piece of paper with a thing that you trust on it. Yeah. I like the idea that he has hidden things around the house. Ooh. In little like pull away uh like uh like smugglers things basically. Like yeah, hidden yeah. floor panels, hidden boxes that you pull aside you pull aside a piece of the floor and there's a little container. He's hidden himself all sorts of things over the years, some of which he just forgot about, some of which he would go back to. But now that the house is haunted, like they like they just appear at random. Like they like they move around like so much of the rest of the house they move around as well. Oh, so you might shit. find what appears to be a panel. You pull at it, and it's completely—it's just nothing. Like it's molded into the wall, and then somewhere else, like you could step on a piece of floor, and just it'll crack under your feet. Your foot will get stuck, and you'll find like some pop rocks. Remind me to bring this up later because I have a really great detail then about what is the reason why we're exploring this house. Okay. All right. The next that is also fucking—it's so good. I love the. I, I think it's a really cute thing that. Because we have to acknowledge that Sam Gord grew up in this house. Mm-hmm. And Sam Gord isn't like a... Sam Gord is a terrible 21-year-old, but he is indeed a product of Archibald Gord. So the fact that he has this childhood of like hiding things in his house and like this idea that it shuffles around and he might find a treasure later on, like he hid his pop rocks away because maybe Archibald told him that like, you can't have these. So he's like, yeah. if I hide this in my panel... Uh, he'll never find it because it's currently teleporting around the house. I just have to go find it later. Well, I, I kind of like the idea that like at when he was doing it, it wasn't teleporting around. Oh. He just had these hidden panels that he was the only one that he knew that he knew where the pop rocks were because he's like, yeah, I hit him under the floor panel. I can get him whenever I want. Old man's never going to look there. I win. And now that it's haunted, you might find that same panel and it'll be like just a, a bottomless pit into an abyss. And then somewhere else, somebody will open a window and some pop rocks will fall out. Sam Gore growing up in this house makes me very sad. I think, like, you got to consider that we're looking at it and also, like, partially we're looking at, you know, it was never great because it was full of haunted objects. Yes. But, like, you also have to consider that, like, a lot of what we're describing is stuff that happened after Sam Gord and a bunch of other <laughs> yeah, people yeah, were murdered. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's just uh, just something I think about a lot, actually, is like this sad story of an asshole we made. But then like now that we know more about like the Bright Towers and the Gourds, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this kid has fucking had a rough. He had a rough. He had a rough go of it. He had a rough go at it. My God. That's why it's the tragedy of Samuel Gord. Mm-hmm. All right. Next card is the Queen of Clubs. The photo wall. Pinned to the wood, there's a collection of pictures. Everyone has photos up here of their families and friends. Okay. Who's on it? Is it mm. accurate? Is it? Hmm. It's never the same people. Oh, shit. Or if it is, they're like, maybe it's the same group of people. Like, it's the people that were up here originally. So it's like generations and generations of the Bright Tower family and like sort of one of those big elaborate like Victorian family trees. Yeah. And, but like every and everyone's got like the painting of them on a boat with one knee up doing the of Captain course. Morgan pose. Yeah, they're on or the, the Atlantic City boardwalk. Or the, them on a horse, like, looking stoically and holding a sword. Hmm. But, like, they move around. Like, suddenly the person that was on a horse, like, these, like the person that's on their horse, she's in her grand elaborate military wear. And then suddenly a person in grand elaborate military wear is, like, at a barbecue poking a burger. I, I like this. So it's like a living painting. Like, yeah. like Harry Potter. Except not, because it's not Harry Potter. Right. Okay, so what does that do? What does that mean, though? Like, is that in- it's intentional, obviously. They're not, like, actually haunted. But, like, okay, my, my question kind of is because I'm getting sappy now is, like, what does that mean to Sam? You know what I mean? Does he have, okay, can I can I pitch you something that's not yeah. spooky but nice? Yeah. Sam Gord is a kid kid, like, mm-hmm. fucking 9, 10, 11, pop rock age. Um, He does not have a lot of friends. He is being groomed to lead Purethra Guild through nature magic trickery. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have a lot of friends, but the people he does confide in are the people in these pictures. Okay. Like he, he talks to, he, he'll like, you know, he's like, grandma, I got something I I need to tell you. Like when dad told me that I needed to practice nature magic today, I went and learned a new card game instead. Like those are his childhood friends. So I think that's kind of, I don't know if it was intentional by Archibald to have him have this strong, like allegiance to family but he does i think that's where his love of family and like the gourd name and like making archibald proud comes from Mm -hmm. is this wall of paint of living pictures 
where he has kind of sat like day after day, night after night, and been like, that was sort of his journal time, where he'd tell his grandfather, his great uncle, like about his day and all the adventures he had that day. So then let me add a supernatural detail that is sweet for Sam and nightmarish for everyone that comes after. Cool. For everyone that comes to the haunted house. Great. The like panel that it was put on, that the photos are hung on is, is, is haunted. And it is haunted to like, that you, when you hang a, a picture on it, it whispers secrets of that person into your ear. Ooh, Into the shit. ear of whoever looks at it. This actually turns out to be really sweet and uh, sweet and like wholesome for Sam. Because as he's sitting, spending hours talking, he's hearing these little pieces of, like, I, too, was expected to learn nature magic. And instead, I learned how to carve beef. And it's like, oh, oh, so I guess it's okay that I I did that. It's okay that I did a thing that I was happy with. They helped raise him. And so he gets these little life lessons from this thing that is supposed to be like, I will reveal your secrets. Yeah. But because it's a little kid just being like, "I'm, I'm confessing something to you, it's sort of just naturally, like... Firing back confessions that sort of help him grow and give him a little bit of a grounding. Now, what is nightmarish of this is that now it's just a haunted thing that tells you secrets of people who lived hundreds of years ago. And it's not, and you're not a nine-year-old confessing things and trying to grow as a person. So I think it's also affected by the person looking at the panel. Now you go looking for treasure and it's like, I, I have treasure. I have the crystal, I have, I have a... I bronzed the heart of the first person that I killed in battle, and I buried it in my swamp. And you're like, yeah. holy shit, yes. And so now you're looking at it, and these secrets are just like, they never asked who started the fire at old man Cobbleweather's house. Funny thing about that. Oh. And you're just like, yeah. It's based on like why you're in the house and why you stand before the picture mm-hmm. wall. Oh my god. So you just, imagine walking by, like you're a treasure hunter. You kick down the door to Gord Manor and you walk by a treasure wall in the living room and all of a sudden you hear like, I went on a treasure hunt once. It didn't go the way I planned. It didn't go the way my partner planned either. And you're like, Hold, who the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like a whispery thing. Ah, oh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do one more? Let's do one more. Okay. Seven of Hearts. Oh, this is good. I have a thing for this. The book, this is a scrapbook. It holds a page for each of your recording. Trinkets, photos, and notes. Archibald Gord collected a bunch of haunted things, and not all of them were very big. So he just has this book of tiny, like, this is a feather. It was plucked from, it was plucked from a dragon. If you hold it into the wind, you hear, like, a scream, you hear the dragon's roar. And it's a bunch of just, like, tiny little, like, objects that he just picked up over the years at you know, flea markets and craft shows and things. And so, like, this tiny scrapbook is just sort of, like, this this weird, not quite Necronomicon, not quite that powerful, but, like, yeah. in terms of sheer volume of, like, weird little phenomenon, flipping through this book every time, it's like, there's a hundred pages, I'm gonna land on some weird, weird thing. Alright, I landed on, I landed on a marble, and I'm gonna touch the marble, and suddenly, like, I feel like I have marbles under my feet and I'm falling over. Ooh. Okay, this is awesome. So it's sort of like a, a collection of magical trinkets throughout the years of Archibald Gord. Yeah. What's creepy about it? Uh, I think what's creepy about it is that it is... I don't know, you have an idea? I'm trying to think of... It doesn't have to be creepy spooky. I just mean, like, what is the... Okay. Mm. And I like that. I love the fact that he has this collection of trinkets... I, I think I have the creepy detail. What is it? I think it's that, like, because we said that they're not just magical, they're haunted. Yeah. Which, like, there's a very fine distinction, I think, when you get into certain, when you get in, when you get to a certain level of just, like, this is an object that does a weird, not, like, weird, not mundane thing, there gets into a very fine line, and I think what that line is, is that, like, if it's magical, then it's just magical. If it's haunted, there is, like, a story attached to it. Ooh. That ties into its magic in like a horrible or ironic way. Yeah. And so like you look through it and you're just like, oh, it's a marble that now I feel like I have marbles under my feet. That's neat. Oh, it's because it's because a bank robber tried to steal something from a toy maker who spilled the thing of marbles over a staircase and the robber fell. And the last thing that he grabbed before he faded out of life was a marble. 
And this is the marble that was pulled from his hand. <laughs> that was just chilling details. Yeah. But it's written out in such a way that like, like when you started telling this, uh, like doing this detail, it's like, that's so jolly. But that's the thing. You start out reading these descriptions like, oh, wow, a toy maker made marbles. And he killed a rock. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, f- oh my god. They just have these one little, and they're all of them are just like very like scientifically cataloged, like marble obtained at flea market, seller, seller like had a, had a, a streak of white hair, cackled, cackled when I purchased the marble. Story is this. Fuck. It's written very matter of fact, and that's what yeah. makes it so chilling, where it's like griffin feather plucked from griffin as, you know, I don't know, some insert horrifying story. I'm upset. I love it. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned that during the, it was the Sam Gord, like, storing away Pop Rocks, right? I was like, mm-hmm. remind me of this later. Is that when I said it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so my idea, you and I have been throwing around for two years this idea that Sam Gord has a child that he does not know about. That is a canic detail. Yeah, it was randomly rolled on, and it really, it really hecked us up at the time. Okay. So what if there is a treasure hunter who comes to Gord Manor in search of riches, right? Mm-hmm. Search of, you know, haunted artifacts, in search of history, in search of we don't know yet. But in this, you know, break into the ruins of all oh, that place, oh, that's the old Gord Manor. You don't want to go in there. It's a terrifying spot. Discovers things, trinkets, odds and ends that aren't of Archibalds. Finds things like Pop Rocks. Finds things like a set of jacks in a mm-hmm. treasure chest. Finds things that kind of a child owns and that don't have a dark magic attached to them. And becomes kind of obsessed with this. Like, who? Is, okay, if this is the house of Archibald Gord, why are there so many things that imply that a child lived in this horror dungeon? And then I think this person eventually finds out who Sam Gord is. And that this is the child of Samuel Gore. They discover who their father is by retracing mm-hmm. these horror mansion clues to find out, like, who was the person raised inside this terrible place? Who were they? And how did they come to live in such a place? And discovering in reverse this journal of Sam Gore. Maybe there is a journal of Sam Gore. I don't know. They find out that this is indeed their parent. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's neat. Well, I, I don't even know there needs to be a journal. Like, it's pretty widely known that Sam Gord was the, yeah, the heir yeah. to the Gord family. I meant, like, family. a journal in a way of, like, finding out who the fuck oh, they yeah, were. for sure. And I love the idea that they figured this out just through, like, pieces of it. And also, I want to add two vital details. Please. Um, the Pop Rocks, when you eat some of the Pop Rocks, like, they don't stop popping, like, at all. <laughs> And they start popping, like, all over your body, your whole body. You start getting that, like, crackling pop rock feeling all across your skin. And it just, like, it just leaves you unsettled for a moment. Yeah. Like, imagine feeling that, like, like everywhere for, like, a minute. And you're just like, ah, ah, ah. The jacks, you, you throw the ball down, you grab a jack, and it's still there. It's just an endless supply of jacks. And then until, like, the ball stops bouncing, and then suddenly you look at your hand, and they were, you never had a jack in your hand to begin with. So this, this per, let's talk about this person real quick. Yeah. So this person, we'll roll pronouns real quick. All right. So she is Sam Gord's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she comes to this house. Why? Is she a treasure hunter? Historian. <sighs> you know what I mean? What What is her purpose for visiting the haunted pumpkin? Hmm. Because she obviously, because oh, because fun detail about, can you explain why? This person might not know that they're the child of Sam Gord. Yes, because Archibald Gord paid off Sam, the the mother of Sam Gord's daughter. Yes, because in episode zero, we rolled that Archibald Gord made the child, paid off the mom to be like, you will leave this place called Purethra Guild and never and come like, back. And like, just won't go back. And, and Sam Gord has no idea what this person is. They just, yeah. Sam Gord knows that this person walked out of his life mm-hmm. and... Did not know that he had a child, but he just knows that this person left him and is not no longer with around. He got dumped, basically, or like this mm-hmm. person just vanished. Yeah. And that is all we know. Now, what I know you had a cool idea for why where this person went. Did I? Yeah. Fucking unseen eye, man. Fucking dusk sea breeze. Oh, remember? Yeah, right. So, yeah. So what happened is Sam, we had established that Sam Gord 
at one point, like, knew he was going to have a child. And they had, like, planned a life together. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we're going to elope, we're going to get married, we're going to have a child, we're going to live a life together. And then Archibald Gord, in the worst thing that he ever did, contacted the Unseen Eye and was like, take this. Take all reference to, like, Sam Gord's child. Take it from him. Lock it out of time. Yeah, lock it out of time so all Sam Gord knows is that, like, he had this relationship that is gone. And and Archibald knows, and Sam's mother, and Sam Gord's, uh, like, lover knew. Like, the two of them knew, the, the rest of the world, it was taken out of time. Damn. So where does this, so where does this person go? You know what I mean? So a real the, good question. So the parent of the child is locked away in time as well? No, 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 no. Her mother, like, her and her mother go off to, like, I don't know. I don't know where, like, they go off to live, like, a life. Okay. But I kind of think that, like, that could be why why his daughter, like, comes is she, like, knows that this is her family. Yeah, And she's come not even to, like, not to know who Sam Gord was, but to spite the person that took it from her. Okay. Because my idea is, it's obviously in the future, like, you know, it's it's a little further along in time. Mm -hmm. Dusk Seabreeze is dead. He has been killed by, um, God, House Ignatius. Yeah, he's been killed by Falcon Vale. So these timelines are kind of being, like, unveiled you know like Mm -hmm. this daughter comes to light like she kind of re-enters time in a Mm -hmm. way and i think a big question is you know how how old she is and how she is developed locked out of time you know that's that's for another day but we know that this person now is like re-enters existence and is like what i want to know who my father was yeah I i i think i think it's partially that also, are, are we thinking that she is literally, like, that the mother leaves without her child and that the child just disappears in the ether, that the mother and child leave together? I, feel I like, always uh, assume that mother and child left together, right. entered, entered the ether together, and were just, like, you know, in a pocket dimension in limbo and something. And out comes, you know, Falconvale dot kills Dusk Seabreeze, out comes this child. Okay, so that adds this really terrifying, that adds this really fascinating and terrifying kind of detail that's basically like, because we said that, that Archibald pays her, like, pays her off to, yeah. to leave with her child. Yes. So that tells me that, like, what he basically said was, like, I will make sure your family lives comfortably forever. Yes. If you just walk are... into the ether. Like, if we oh if you agree my. to this, <laughs> like, it's... you will, like, no one in your family will ever, will ever want for anything. But you have to disappear from time itself. Yeah. So then she emerges, and, like, I kind of like the, the sort of terrible idea that time has passed. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. Time has passed. And so, like, his daughter comes out, and she's, like... 25 or something she's yeah. probably whatever the exact age I, I don't remember if we gave an age to sam gord when he died no 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 no. we never did but i want it to be the same age oh my can i give you a name for her by the way yeah her name is peppy mm-hmm. because a pepita is a is a pumpkin seed great yep her name is peppy peppy gord peppy gord she probably like says that her name is peppy gord but like she probably came came to know herself as peppy What's another kind of squash that's not a butternut? <laughs> uh, 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 Peppy oh. spaghetti. <laughs> Stop. Please don't Peppy make your name spaghetti. Peppy spaghetti. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's done now. Her name is, well, she's like Peppy Gord. She's like, she's, she I've taken the name Peppy Gord. Gord. <laughs> her name is, she, she lives her entire life <laughs> in the void in a dimension without time <laughs> called Peppy spaghetti. <laughs> We were going so well. Peppy spaghetti. Okay. Take so, it in. So Peppy's so Peppy's watch over you. So Peppy Skitty um is is now she so does that mean she knows about or does she does not know that this is her father? I think she knows. She I knows. like the okay. idea that she knows. And I like the idea that she knows, but she did not come here to get to know Sam. No. She came here specifically to spite Archibald Gord. And for some kind of, like, closure. This is a tough thing. You know what I mean? Like, this sucks. You know, you know you've existed in some different plane. I'm not sure she knows how or why or, like, what the fuck happened. But, like, she was kind of fucking scorned by her mom. Because her mom Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, I'll take that to get paid off. My family will be taken care of. I'll step into the void. And, like, you know, so she comes out being like, oh, my God, I, I was in a different dimension my entire life. What the fuck? 
fuck everyone. And then it's like, I'm going to go, what? Get answers, get closure, get, get what? Like, what is she looking for? Yeah. Vengeance. I think she's coming to Gord Manor to, like, break or burn something that meant something. She's coming to burn the scrapbook. She's coming to, like, destroy this thing that meant something to Archibald Gord because he destroyed something that meant something to her, which was her life and family. Question for you. Yeah. Does she know that Archibald and Samuel are dead or no? Is she going there expecting to see them? I kind of like that she doesn't. Yeah, like she has no idea what has happened. Because if it's the story of someone getting to know the circumstances around their father and how the fuck this mess came to be, I think she goes to this house thinking that it's like this royal fit. Because everyone's like, you know, she's like, do you know anything? She's at a bar. She's mm-hmm. like, do you know anything about the Gord family? Like, oh, those, those old fucking royals. Fuck those people. And it's like, yeah, exactly. So she's expecting this like castle on a hill with like an ar- a rich aristocracy that once ruled Pyrethra Guild. Mm-hmm. And she shows up to the city into this great pumpkin, pushes open the gate, and it's this shadowy ruins. Like, you know, the land has been scorched. The pumpkins are all gone. They're taken. Yeah. Everything is gone. It's like, what the fuck? And so everything we've been describing is pretty much like a walking tour of the pumpkin. Yeah. By Peppy. Like, it's a Peppy walking tour of, like, I, I could have sworn I was just, I walked into the bathroom, and I saw myself at a great battle at Butternut Manor. Like, why? Yeah. And she and has it's... to piece together what happened, what happened to, like, everyone here, what happened to the place, while also piecing together, like, who Sam was in life. Yeah, and, like, the whispers of the Bright Tower family are, like, giving her little tidbits about themselves, and that's how she learns about, like, no, they're whispering to her and they're like, well, when I was in Moon Crescent, you know, I once went on a quest to find out who my aunt was. And they're like, Moon Crescent? You were in fucking Moon Crescent? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And so it's this terrible, I don't want it to be a tragic journey through time and like this sad journey. Because, okay, my question for you then is, is she at peace with this? Not when she, like, okay, I can, I can, I, I've got the closing note. I can spin, I can, I've got the, I've, I can, I, we, we're ready to stick the landing. Because this, this is an introduction to this character. And I want to roll on tables very quickly after this, because I do want to do another, I do want to talk about Peppy again at some point. So I've got the, I've got the closing beat. Okay. Of like what happens and the major sort of like shift of ever, like what this is. Big picture. I'm ready. I've Great. got the ending. Cool. She came out of spite she had originally not knowing that everyone that he was dead came here to basically put a knife in the heart of archibald gord like she was ready to just be like he's gonna die yeah he destroyed he destroyed my life he's gonna die it's over she came she learned all of this and like in learning all this learning what sam went through learning how he died learning that he like he like made his face turn before death Learning all of these things, she comes to peace with, like, okay, I now know who my father was. Like, I know what he gave for everyone. I know what he gave for this place. That's when she changes her name to Peppy Gord. Mm. Is when she's like, okay, no, I under... And it's not out of, like, I know him and I love him. It's, it's this name has power. This name means something. I am going to make this name means something better i so she changes her name she like she figures all this out she like hears things i think the last thing that she does i've been thinking about this is take like a sketch of sam gord and pin it to the wall and just look at it for a while and wait to just hear what it says and it just whispers like you know as he's dying like he says like i knew it would be you and we and pumpkin jay stabs him and then we get that final moment where maybe mysteria finds him and he's like i tried I tried to turn it around to be good just once. Who knows? Maybe it'll mean something in the long run. And so she's like, okay. And so now she has her new quest of like, I am going to, I'm going to use my birthright. You know, the money that, the money that was set aside for my family, like that was set aside, that Gord paid off my fam, paid off for my family. I'm going to use whatever treasures I have found here. And I'm going to try and help people. And maybe she becomes a a knight of the round. Like, that seems like a cool place for her to segue into from there is like, I'm going to try and fix, trying to help fix the reconstruction of truth. Yes. That like she, you know, I'm going to really turn the Gord family name around. 
burns yeah. all the banners, burns all the images. Yep. Creates a new crest for her family about like, you know, it, it like, and I, I don't want her to like take up the mantle of Samuel Gord, but really is like, wow, my father did some amazing, like he's a piece of shit, but did some good in this world. And I should, I should be doing the same. I should carry yeah. on what he, what he was setting yeah. out to do. God. And so, like, takes his last name just as a, like, look, I don't like you. I don't like that. Like, I don't like, like, I know enough about you to know that I don't like you. But I also know that you tried. When it counted, you tried. And so, this is me trying. Fuck. And so she takes on the name Peppy Gore, joins up with the Knights, and becomes, like, joins up with the Knights of Justice and becomes, you know, a person, a like, a civic activist type who is, like, you know, trying to fix things on the local level one piece at a time one good deed at a time i love i'm obsessed i think that's a wrap on done this haunted go- house and peppy spaghetti gourd mm-hmm. holy shit that was good that was good we don't have a prompt but there's a way there's <laughs> if you'd like to submit a prompt to our show for future use in an episode God, there's so many ways you can do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Uh, you can also go to allmyfantasychildren.com and use the content submission form. Or you can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord. Yeah, do it up. Spam away. While you're there, be sure to check out our Bandcamp, our Wikipedia page created by Katie Kolop, and also back us on Patreon if you can. Patreon uh, helps us support us financially, helps us pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, con appearances, helps us do bigger and better things, and gets you things like access to early early access to episodes, uh, bonus content, all fun things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also give us a nice iTunes review, yes. shout us out on social media, recommend a friend to the show. All those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Uh, Jeff has a second podcast in the game. Check it. The, I don't. What are you doing still listening to this? Go listen to Jeff. Party of One is an actual play podcast about two-player role-playing games. Uh, every week I sit down, we play a two-player game with a friend, we share some laughs, a few tears, and have a really good time. Episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Uh, I'm also kickstarting, starting uh, next Tuesday at the time of this episode. So, yeah, a little under a week away, or a little, at the time when you're hearing this, a little under a week away. uh, Mission Accomplished is the role-playing game of super spies and office meetings. Uh, Four to eight players take on the role of a team of secret agents who have just saved the world, killed the bad guys, and now have to talk to management to figure out who gets the credit. It is fun, satirical, lightweight, sort of dark comedy, uh... You can find that on Kickstarter starting October 16th. I hope you do. It's going to be a great game. Um, What else do we do? Um, A verbal hug this week. Do you got anything? Mm. Oh, I have one. A verbal hug this week is that the grind is real. You know, it is at times very difficult. It's very taxing, you know, going after something that you want and really sitting down and being like, this is worth it. You know, the work that I'm putting in will mean something. Uh, one day it's going to pay off and I'm going to feel good about this. Don't forget to slow down and realize that this, it, 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 I, we say this a lot, we've said this a lot, but it, it's, it's something that I've been checking in with, is that like, don't forget to slow down. You know, it's a journey of a thousand steps, you know, and each one of those steps has meaning and it has a time that you should be appreciating and being happy. It's not the finish line at the end is the be- is the most gratifying part. You want to make the entire marathon worthwhile. You know, mm-hmm. you want to make every step of this count. You don't want it to be like, you know, I grinded that podcast for two and a half years and then it paid off. It's like, no, I enjoyed making it for two and a half years. It wasn't like some drudgery. Don't make your work drudgery. Try your best to really enjoy it and savor the time that you have while making it. Uh, and the other, I w- the thing I want to add to that is it's a marathon of a thousand steps. Which means that, like, you know, you, you it's easy to look at it and be like, well, that's a marathon. Like, that's there's a million miles that I have to cover. But also, it's a thou, it's a million, it's a million single steps. Take it one step at a time. You know, do things that are manageable. Like, you know, pick a thing and say, okay, I'm going to do this once a day. That's all it takes. Is just saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a thing once a day that's going to like help on the grind and help me move towards where I'm headed. And then soon enough, like you do that after a few, after enough days, you can look back and be like, look at all of the stuff that I have done. Look at all of the progress that I have made from where I started, because I said, all I need is one thing. 
All you need is one cover letter fired off into the world. All you need is one email to a podcast guest. All you need is one is one chunk of editing done. That one task puts you closer to being done. And it's the hardest part is to take that first step. But like take it one piece, one piece, one step at a time. And soon you can look back and say, wow, look at the progress that I have made. I love that. That's good. Damn. Yeah. Do anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. On that note, good, good night, night and good, good game. game.